Alright, here we go. This is the the name of our program is called Real Estate Love. And what we what Jennifer and I speak about, by the way, I'm Brian Martin. And I'm Jennifer Martin. What we speak about is how to have um, how to strengthen your family and how to grow your business. And our business happens to be real estate, but this could work for anybody's that's business. That's right. That's right. Well, there are there, there, there's over a million real estate uh, realtors in America, and then there's all the affiliates that are um, that work with us. That's lenders and escrow officers, escrow companies, home insurance inspectors. people, home inspectors. So there's a lot of people. But what we share applies to uh, life and business in general. Absolutely. And we, um, we do this because we love uh, realtors and our affiliates, and we want them to have the best life possible. Well, and I think we have uh, walked walk for several years now and, and have become pretty adept at managing all of the stress that goes with real estate. Um, you mean several decades yeah, I <laughs> yeah, I know. So um, we're going to have wonderful talks together, and it's going to be very inspiring for us. <laughs> and we hope for you. We hope it's inspiring for you too. There's a couple different ways that people approach and and look at the world, um, and one of the ways is that. There's something wrong with you. Are you familiar, Jennifer, with the imposter syndrome? Not very much. Well, it's a syndrome where you you think in your own mind, I shouldn't be here. I'm I'm not oh, the right person. Yes. I'm not the right place. Mm-hmm. And, and some, so there's something wrong. Well, that's a that's a culturally imposed view uh, on people, and a lot of people think that there's something wrong with them, and so they they look for help and they go to a a counselor or a doctor or something like that and they start looking for problems what's wrong what's wrong with you what's wrong with me what's wrong yeah and what's wrong right and so the the first thought is what's wrong and so when you approach when you when you approach the world from the perspective that man there's something wrong with me that is a problem it really is it it clouds all of your thinking and I think also clouds your creativity. It, it does because it's, it's negativity. Right. And <clears throat> creativity just flows from us in, in a beautiful and a wonderful way. But when we're distracted by what's wrong with us, instead of embracing the truth about our lives, which is something different, then um, when we embrace the truth about our lives, we can say, oh my God, I have gifts and skills and talents that I can bring to bear and use in this particular situation. I have this wonderful brain that I can figure out problems and solve problems. And sometimes we need assistance. Somebody to come along and say, well, listen, have you ever thought about doing this and doing that? And here's a new idea that you can use. And let me coach you along this way. But that's a lot different than saying, well, there's, there's something wrong with me. And let's delve deep into that. I think what you're talking about is somebody coming alongside who helps move you forward, not helps move you backward into your past and into, your, into the negativity. Of into it. the negativity. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't like that idea. So I, I wrote this little article. I counted the words 
There are 311 words in it, and it's called The Truth About Your Life. And so as we begin our podcast with you, as we begin Real Estate Love podcast, Jennifer and I want to read this uh, aloud. And as, as you read it, um, I think you'll discover some pretty interesting insights. So remember, it's only 311 um, words. Well, and I think it's important to understand that this is the foundation of what we believe. That's right. This is where we come from. This is what we think about other people. Right. We don't think there's something wrong with other people. Nope, we don't. No. In fact, we know that people have all the gifts and the skills and talents that, that, that resident inside of them to be able to do amazing things in life. And it's not popular psychology, it's just reality. So, <clears throat> we're going to begin. And um, I'm going to read one line and Jennifer's going to read the next. The fact that you are living today is an astounding, amazing miracle of astronomical proportions. Consider the odds. Your life, you are a miracle. You are endowed with and you have acquired gifts, skills, talents, and tools for your personal benefit and for the benefit of others. There is no doubt that you will use your gifts, skills, talents, and tools today. This is love. Your love flows through others and has a ripple effect which extends beyond what you can see and know even into future generations. Your life and your love is meaningful and you make a difference. You will encounter problems because life is essentially a series of problems interspersed with periods of tranquility. You are competent and deal well with problems. When you encounter problems, even unexpected and life-threatening problems, you solve them and become exponentially stronger in the process. You are anti-fragile. You control your thoughts, so you replace negativity thoughts, be, excuse me, negative thoughts, because they are distractions which keep you from expressing your love. You just refocus your thoughts on what's most important. In fact, you welcome negativity and failure because they help you grow, become better, and achieve even exceeding your goal. As you think about your life, you are deeply thankful, grateful for this opportunity. You remember those who have come before you and you honor them by living the best life possible. This is what they want for you. You realize that your life is a precious gift and there is no time to waste, not even a moment. Yet you are not anxious. You are competent and welcome the day, the challenge and the victory. Repeat after me aloud using your full name. I, I am, am Brian Martin, Martin and my, my life is a miracle, miracle. and love, love flows through me. me. Today, my love will make a difference in the world. So be it. I thought that was kind of cute that we did that last line together. It was fun. I know. It's true. Let's go through some of these thoughts now and take a look at them and talk about them and how they might affect us in our 
world in our process. Okay. Okay, the fact that you're, um, oh, by the way, if you'd like to have a copy of the truth about your life that Jennifer and I just read to you, all that you have to do is text me at 559-259-8154 and give me your contact information and I'll be glad to shoot off a copy of this to you. All right. The fact that you are living today is an astounding miracle of astronomical proportions. Consider the odds. And now, when I, when I think about that, I think about the universe. The fact that we have what we call a universe, even though we don't know completely what it is. But it's amazing that it exists. And that in the universe, there's at least one planet that we know of that is able to support life. Okay, so that's... That in itself is a crazy, amazing miracle. It is. And then the other miracle is that life is able to um, exist here on this planet. And then the fact that we um, exist is a, another a freaking amazing miracle. The odds of us existing are just un uncalculable. Some people have tried to do it, though. I can believe that. And when you think about different places and different times and how your parents came together and how my parents came together and and even how we ended up together and then which created our children it it's incredible it is incredible it's just a miracle some people say to me well how can there be seven billion miracles and i say yeah i know isn't that a miracle <laughs> it is it's it really a miracle is. so i think that the the foundation piece of is just the, the incredible oddity that we even exist, that we have consciousness. It's just mind-blowing. Well, I think it also underscores another one of our beliefs, which is staying in curiosity. And when you um, are considering everyone a miracle, then you stay in curiosity no matter what their behavior is. Right. And that's... that's Right. Part of the fun, That's right? That's a really good point. So when, when people come to me and they start talking with me, and it, for any particular reason, I'm not thinking in the back of my mind, oh my gosh, what's wrong with this person? I don't do that. I've trained myself to think differently. Um, that's the fundamental idea about real estate love is to think. You know, you have the ability to think, so think. So instead of looking at them thinking, oh my God, what's the matter with this person? I think, wow, this is an incredible human being standing in front of me. <laughs> and they have gifts and skills and talents that I am unaware of, and I need to listen. I know. Isn't that fun? Yeah. I, think I don't fun. think I'm quite as good at it as you, but I'm working towards that. Right. The next line says, your life, you are a miracle. Okay, we just covered that. If you believe that your life is a miracle, then you're going to have a different outlook. Life. Well, I think too, if you start thinking about your life as being a miracle instead of you being a victim, it also takes um, the focus off the problems and puts it on again to the curiosity of what miracle is going to happen today. What, what wonderful thing am I going to be a part of because my life is a miracle? So a question that, that comes up often is, well, what, what makes you think otherwise? What, what would make you think anything else besides the fact that you're a miracle? Do you know the answer to that question? 
Well, I, I think, no, I guess I don't. What, what would make people think that they're less than a miracle? Well, the things that happen to them in life and, and kind of a victim mentality. You mentioned the victim mentality, but I, also it has to do with, with culture and how people grow up and see themselves and all of the, the voices and the, that are in their, in their mind. I was going to say that there were thousands of voices that have been put there over, uh, over our lifetime and maybe you know, from um, carryovers from our parents' life. We have all these vo thousands of voices. I just want to say that there are many voices. Yeah, I think that sounds good. Many voices. <laughs> and they come in from, they, and they say, okay, well, you can't be this way. You can't, you must do this. You must be, and, and, and they wrap us into a way of thinking and being that limits yeah. And doesn't it doesn't acknowledge um, the the fact that our lives are a miracle? So so in so in business we come in and, and somebody says, well you can't do that. Why can't we do that? Because you know that's thinking about it wrong. We have this way of thinking, and we categorize things and and conceptualize things and put them into boxes, and we say, okay, so that's the truth about me. You know, I'm a worker person. I'm a I'm a man. I'm a I'm a woman. I have all these limitations, and the world is about all the limitations that we have. But the truth is just the opposite. The truth is, your life is a freaking amazing miracle of astronomical proportions, and the things that you can do are huge, greater, much larger than anything you can ever think of or imagine. Isn't that incredible? I do think it's incredible. It's just amazing to me. I like this next line where it says, you are endowed with and have acquired gifts, skills, talents, and tools for your personal benefit and for the benefit of others. I think that's just what you were, you were saying. Yeah, and not everybody's gifts and skills and talents are the same. Um, you, everybody's is different, as a matter of fact. Well, we see that in you and I. Right, and so I, sometimes I like to add a caveat to this. I have gifts and skills and talents and tools that I use in my life, such as they are, because mine are different than yours. You're, you are amazing in ways that I can't even... I, I, I am a student of you. Well, and, and likewise, there is no one who I learn more from than you. And so uh, I'm constantly soaking things. I'm watching your gifts and your skills and your talents. I'm going, wow, that's amazing. And they inspire me. But, and my gifts inspire you, and everybody's gifts and skills and talents inspire somebody. I like that, too. Then the next line is, there's no doubt that you will use your gifts and your skills and talents and tools today. And there is no doubt. No, and when we, when we use our gifts and our skills and our talents, and we're, and we're actually focused on using those gifts, skills, and talents, that's love in action. It is. And isn't that a nice way to think about the world? It is. It, it's a very positive It's way. very positive. So instead of going into the world today thinking, oh my gosh, I've got all these things that are impinging upon me, and uh, I have to do this and this and this, and the time pressure. Well, in fact, in real estate love, what we're going to do is that we're going to help people identify the pressures, and there are only four. You know that, don't you? I do know that. Yeah. We're going to identify the pressures, and then we're going to, not only are we going to help them to understand how to, how to manage those pressures, but to use those pressures for their benefit. 
And their family's benefit. And for their family's benefit. Absolutely. And so, I like that. There is no doubt that you will use your gifts and your skills and your talents and your tools today. This is love. Now, there's a lot of definitions about love, but I think that's one of the best definitions I've ever heard. I don't think love is an emotion. You don't? No, I don't. And I, I think love is when, exactly as I stated here. Love is when we use our gifts and our skills and our talents and our tools for our benefit and for the benefit of others. That's what love is. Well, and then when we're doing that, as the next line says, love flows through us to others, and it also empowers them to be able to use their gifts, their skills, their talents and tools to the benefit of themselves and their families and to others. Yep. So... <clears throat> I like that intergenerational aspect of it. It extends even into, well, first of all, I like the, 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 the vision of the ripple effect. Right. When we use, when love flows through us to others. So it goes out, and it goes out, and it goes out. And I don't think it ever stops going out. It just keeps on going out. And it, it has effects. So if you, let's say today you, you have an encounter with an agent in our office, and you, you touch him by what you say and, and by some of the coaching that you give and by the love that you express to him, well, what, that he takes that in and he takes it home and maybe he sits down with his wife and, and his kids are in the room and he sits down and he goes, I had this amazing encounter with Jennifer today. She told me this and this and this about my business and I never thought about it before like that. And what I really like about working in that particular office is that they really care for us. And caring for people is just so important. And while you're sitting there and while, while that agent is talking to his wife, she's taking it in and his children are taking it in and listening to it. And then he goes and he had, he's at a party some night and he said, you know, he says to the people that he's talking with, he says, you know, I had this really incredible encounter with my broker the other day, and she made me feel like this, and she said this and this and this, and they say, wow, that's amazing. Well, and that's one aspect. The other aspect is that he doesn't even mention the encounter. It just changes him so that he's able to repeat that encounter with someone else. So he becomes the one that is able to facilitate an encounter incredible encounter yeah so the, so the information the love the emotion whatever it is that you gave him it takes on an anonymous role inside of him and he he owns it and it's his now and he's sharing it with somebody else right and then it ripples through is that what you're saying yes that's exactly that's an amazing insight isn't that a nice way to look about the look at the world it's a wonderful way to look oh at my gosh all right <clears throat> this says your life and your love your love is meaningful and you make a difference. I think walking out the door every day, understanding that you can make a difference is huge. Do you remember when our kids were growing up and every day as they walked out, the question was, who will you bless today? Meaning, whose life are you going to touch and I make a difference? We still do that when we drive our grandkids to school. We absolutely we do. do. Who are you going to love today? Who are you going to bless today? Who are you going to have an impact on today? And that's a total different perspective and a view for them. Well, and it was also very focused because we always wanted them to choose somebody so that it was intentional and not just something that happened by the way. 
And, and I think when you walk out the door saying, I will make a difference in someone's life today, that you're going out with purpose instead of just meandering through life hoping that everything comes out okay. And meaning for life is so fundamental. If you don't feel like your life is meaningful, then you really don't have much of a life. Well, and it's interesting to me that you can get meaning from just and I say just, but from deciding or wanting or focusing on making a difference. That, that can be your meaning. I think sometimes people get caught up in trying to figure out what is my meaning, what is my purpose, what, what am I worth? And yet it can be as easy as saying, today I'm going to make a difference. I know you and I have spent a lot of time talking and trying to figure out what meaning and significance in life is. And what, I, what I've come down to is that meaning and significance is for me to have influence and to touch and to um, be there for at least one person every day. And so I'm always looking for that one person. If I can touch one person, if I can have an, in my lifetime, if I can have an impact that is a positive and a significant and a meaningful impact on 10 people's lives in my lifetime, I've done a really fabulous job. So if I go out there every day and I'm thinking, okay, who is it that I can touch? That's real meaning. Not only that, but um, not, not just for me giving, but for me receiving. So when I'm meeting people and I'm encountering with them, I'm not thinking, how can I help this person? How can I help this person? How can I? Like I'm superior to them. No, I don't, I'm not superior to them. I'm with them, though. And since I'm with them and we're human beings and we're having this encounter, I'm thinking, what can I learn from this person? How can, how can what this person says to me touch me and make me better also? And this reciprocity that we have is an amazing tool that gives us real deep meaning and significance in life, don't you think? I do, and, and that's exactly what I was talking about because you receive something from that person and then you go out and you use it again. And First, it, it has helped your skills, gifts, and talents, and now you're able to share even more with someone else. So it, it's a constant ebb and flow. Isn't this an incredible way to think about the world? Well, for us, it, it, it's become our foundation. It's really, really great. Uh, okay, so it goes on. It says, your life is meaningful, you'll make a difference. You will encounter problems because life is essentially a series of problems interspersed with periods of tranquility. This is so true, and I think that most people um, think that life should be happy. Life should be easy. Life shouldn't have difficulties. And it's really the opposite. I think the idea that happiness is the most important thing in the world is holding millions of people back from experiencing the fullness of life. Well, I would agree with because, you. Because, you know, where we, where we have life is in our, in our encounters with other people. And the truth is, our ancestors, even our, an our ancient ancestors, it wasn't about happiness, it was about survival. It was about getting through the day. It was about um, shelter and food and clothing and, and safety. 
safety for our families more than anything else. Well, and I think about our life, and I look back over that, and I think about that without the problems that we have had, there wouldn't have been the growth. And, um, and I look at that in almost every area. I can't think of one where, where we haven't had a difficult time or um, life hasn't been a series of problems, as this says, uh, that we haven't grown from it. And I think you have a term for that. When you, when you take a problem, even a life-threatening problem, and you deal with it, then it, it is, well, it has, like this is, when you encounter problems, even unexpected and life-threatening problems, you solve them, and you become exponentially stronger in the process. And I, I think that people are, uh, don't realize that, that you, what you're doing when you're dealing with problems, you're mastering a component of life. And when you master a component of life, you know what that, it doesn't make you feel happy. You know what it makes you feel? Makes you feel? Competent. Competent. I would rather feel competent than happy any day of the week, knowing that I can take on problems as they come and I can deal with them. I can master them. Even difficult ones, because when I, when I take on the real difficult problems of life, I master them. Well, and I like this next word, which is anti-fragile. Mm -hmm. For me, um, that really creates a picture of strength. I'm not fragile. Yes, you're, and you're, and, and I'm not breakable. The, the opposite of um, anti-fragile is not robust. By the way, the word anti-fragile was coined by Nassim Taleb, and his, and he's got several books out, and one of them is called Anti-Fragile. But the idea of anti-fragile is closely related to what popular, um, what positive psychologists call post-traumatic growth. Now, I'm not a positive psychologist, and I don't embrace everything about that. I'm just, I'm just pointing out the fact that people have noticed that people can grow tremendously from their trauma. Do you know what I mean? I do. Like that fellow who, uh, I, 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 with the Boston Marathon bombing, he lost both of his legs and almost lost his life. And he went into a time of, of deep despair and, and thought that his life was not meaningful. And then people started uh, approaching him and talking with him about, about him. And he began to realize he had a story to tell. And it was a great story. And he, he eventually came to the belief to... To that, where he thought, wow, as a result of this traumatic and awful thing that's happened to me in my life, I've been able to inspire and give people hope. Well, I think that's what life is. It's our story. And, and as we share our story, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly, it does help other people know, I can make it through this too. I have the ability to come out of this. And that's what people need in life, is that hope and encouragement. Yeah, I think this is a fundamental belief that a lot of people do not have. A lot of people are in a, on a spectrum of being a, vec, a victim to being a, a, an overcomer of astronomical proportions. Somewhere in the middle, people lie there. And unfortunately, a lot of people are are leaning towards the victim or the survivor mode rather than the thriving and the growing exponentially mode. You know, I think one of the things that we've always done fairly well, and, and maybe 
it's because this was basically our, our belief to begin with, but is we've been very transparent in our life. You know, if we, if we screw up, we don't hide it. We talk about it. We share it with our children. We share it with our grandchildren. We share it with other people around us because we want people to learn from our experience, not that we hide things and uh, keep them from growth in our life. I know. I know. Uh, I love that transparency, and I love that we learn from each other, and, 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 and we learn from other people, too. Well, and, and that's where it says here, you must, you just refocus your thoughts on what's important. In fact, you welcome negativity and failure because they help you grow, become better, and achieve even to exceed your goals. Yeah, um, let's stop there for today. We'll pick up the, the rest in our, our next episode, but our time is running out. And I just want to uh, give people an opportunity to interact with us. Hey, I gave you my uh, cell phone that you can text, so you're welcome to text me there. It's 559-259-8154. You might feel more comfortable uh, emailing us, and you can email me at Brian. It's Brian with a Y. Lee, L-E-E, Martin, B-R-Y-A-N-L-E-E-M-A-R-T-I-N at gmail.com. And if you'd like to have a copy of um, The Truth About Your Life, I'll be happy to get it to you. So our program is called Real Estate Love, and it's our desire to help people strengthen their family and grow their business. And Jennifer and I have been in real estate for a long time now. We have a four-generation real estate business, and it's grown exponentially over the years, and we want to share our goodness with you. And so until next time, Jennifer, say goodbye. Have a great day. See you later. Bye-bye.